Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 261 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Today, recording day is Wednesday, November 29th, 2023, and it is going to be a pretty nice day here at the Beaver Lodge, although a little crisp. I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always is my friend, Mr. Grizzly. A big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a nibble for you today, but before we do anything else, let's ask Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health doing today, sir? Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um, you know, I, I, I'm... Mental health is a little off, has been for a few days. Got some stuff I'm working out, but uh, one of the sure signs that um, you're emotionally affected is when your stomach goes sideways. Mm-hmm. And I have had gastrointestinal issues for the last few days. And uh, whether or not people are aware, that also affects your mental health, and your mental health adversely affects your. It's all part and parcel and tied together. It uh, you know, itself. Yeah. And, and it's just, uh, when you physically don't feel good, emotionally, you don't feel good. And when you're emotionally not feeling well, your physical is kind of a self-repeating, you know? So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, less, less than good and, uh, not, not feeling any better is the word worst part. So I'm hoping that whatever this stomach thing is goes away quickly because it's, it's not, I'm drinking tea, Same here. lemon ginger tea. I can't even have coffee. I haven't had coffee since uh, Sunday. Jeez. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, the insomnia is starting to get to me. Yeah. Yep. Same here. Um, uh, last night before bed, um, I was really um, abnormally short-tempered. Everything mm. was annoying, and um, even though. I've lost 30 pounds and I was looking myself, myself in the mirror and on you know, the side of my abs, I could actually see like indentation, you know, it's sort of like, oh, actually like there might be the beginning of some ab again for only the second time in my life. Um, all I could see was the little punch in front and how my pecs sort of hung and I thought, oh my God, everything's just so freaking droopy. God, I don't feel attractive in any way, shape or form, which is really weird. After mm. having lost thirty pounds, yeah, I think you start that's, feeling better that's... about how you look. And um, no, so uh, yeah, yeah. So we got the winter blahs, and it's still autumn. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, now my beaver sweetie, of course. Yeah, as always, you know, 
the oh, yeah, shoes and all that kind of, of stuff. But ugh, I, and that's not usually a thing for me. Mm. Like I'm pretty happy with the way I, I like what I see when I look in the mirror 99% of right. the time. But last night I was just not having it. Mm-hmm. Not having it at all. Anyway, uh, please sleep and please. So the people who said that they're sending the APAP machine, it's two weeks late. Please <laughs> relieve me. <laughs> oh, well, but we'll get through it anyway. Um, a couple of things happened. Uh, if the kids happened to tune in to the Dean Blundell show yesterday, we talked about it very quickly, but um, uh, David Wallace was on it. And um, not only is uh, the Choir Media Network being sued, I don't know if it's Dean specifically or the network. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that part I'm not clear on, but uh, for $200,000 because free speech, right? Um, yeah. yeah, the free speech. The free speech advocates don't like it when you say things about them that are true. Yes. yes. Well, that's why they always call the media biased, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because the question wasn't a gotcha question, but it got you. And, oh, gee, we happen to be reporting inconvenient and unflattering truth about you at the moment, so therefore that's biased. Well, it seems that not one hour after the show was broadcast, David Wallace got slapped with a suit. And now he, after the last 200 copies of the Klondike Papers book gets sold, he's not allowed to publish it anymore. Well, I guess he could try to defy it, but he does not have the resources to fight it. So real free speech advocates. Oh, yes. And uh, in Alberta, now there are some uh, cities or towns, I'm not sure, I'm guessing would be towns and cities, wanting to hold referendum uh, referenda on um, not having symbols such as pride crosswalks and other things like that. And I don't know what the other things like that can be because the only thing I think off top of my mind that happens to do that are pride crosswalks. Right. And freedom of expression. Well, so, so hate is winning in Alberta. We can't let that happen. We need to triumph over hate every time. And we did that here yes, in Ottawa. Yes, some news about that. Yes, I'm going to put this on the screen. Claudio DiNardo, we wish to thank those in the Ottawa community who alerted us today that a booking for space at our conference and event center on November 28th is in fact part of a speaking tour by persons commonly associated with hate speech and beliefs that are entirely antithetical and utterly unwelcome to the Ottawa conference and event center. It's management employees and other, unwelcome to this center, management employees and others who use our facilities. Please be assured that the nature of this event was not disclosed to OCEC at the time of the booking. This booking has been canceled. Then there's a, a letter. This is so. The, this is the letter that was sent to Tammy Peterson from the Trinity Production Group. Leftist cancel Christian speakers in Ottawa. That seems like intolerance to me. Okay, there's so many <laughs> problems with that statement. Coming to um, be intolerant, and people are intolerant of our intolerances, so therefore we're going to call them intolerant. Right, and then right. Wine. It's this. It's Karl Popper. Yep. The paradox of it of tolerance. You must tolerate my intolerance. Yeah, you need to tolerate my intolerance. No, no, I'm not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. And it's the same thing we've we've been hearing. Like, you know, there's been lots of debates, and I've said, okay, so what if my different opinion? is you should not exist. That's not an opinion. Exactly. These are not opinions. You should have less rights than I do, and you should not exist are not opinions. And they're not merely different views. And I guarantee you, if Jesus Christ himself came here today and heard them spout this stuff, he would smite them. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might be, as Kit James here on the chat says, it's always better to let them speak. Yes, it might be always better to let them speak, but we do not have to give them a platform. Nothing's stopping them from speaking. No, they can speak. We just don't have to welcome them, host them, or offer them a platform or an audience. Speak. Uh, And again, it's like, well, what if my my thoughts? It's like, nobody's censoring thoughts. You can have the most awful thoughts you want. It's what you Mm -hmm. do and say in furtherance of your thoughts and your opinions that matter. It's about what you do. And what you say and saying something is doing something speaking is an action it's not just words so yes if you can find a field somewhere where people are coming to all come and listen to you say what you want 
this, but nobody has to. Well, they can go to Castleman. They've got yeah. a temporary structure built there. Nobody has a constitutional right to be given an audience, a platform, or to be broadcast. No, no. And if, and if people start saying, we don't want you here, that's our it's because they're showing you the door because they don't want to listen to what you have to say. And we don't have to listen to yeah. it. We haven't stopped anybody from speaking. You just can't do it here. We're just not going to do it here. That's all. Sorry. It's as simple as that. It's not censorship. Censorship is when the government prevents you from saying what you want to say. That's not taking place here. It was a group of concerned citizens who said, we don't want an intolerant hate fest in our neighborhood. And, the and we let the management of the establishment know that's what was going to be taking place. And, and, and somebody said, well, you know, they probably knew, but, you know, they thought they could get away. I'm like, mm, I don't think that um, the Ottawa event center, which is attached to a very big hotel chain, would want to be attached to that sort of thing, period. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would knowingly go down that route. Yep. And these people are not known for being the most forthcoming and honest about who they are and no. what they do. I mean, just, I mean, we have Andrew Shearer that was not honest about anything about his past. We have Jeff, who's not honest about much of it. So, yeah, these people are not known for being forthright, forthcoming, and honest. We're here to have mm. a religious thing. Yeah, everything they speak uh, would not uh, fall. That, that would fall on uh, deaf ears if, if Jesus was here. I mean it. I'm serious. And like, believer, non-believer, I don't care. You ever read the Bible? You ever read the words of Christ? I'm telling you, he would not agree with the damn thing these people say. Mm -hmm. Not a damn thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I also, uh, I see Kid, Kid James Eric, they have a right to cancel. I just hate the word platforming. And I can see where he's coming from because yes. he provides what some people would call a platform, but James doesn't platform. It's no. what he does with his platform. He lets them talk and implode. Mm -hmm. This is not talking and imploding. This is an event where they're going to have a whole bunch of other like-minded people. There's nobody there. To it's implode. an echo chamber. There's nobody there to implode before. So there's well, this a difference the thing, between though. putting, giving, putting a spotlight on someone and letting them say their piece and implode live or die by public opinion but there's another thing about hey let's let you all get together and help you along in your mission <laughs> it's kind of obvious good friend it's kind of obvious good friend <laughs> not giving away your secrets you do your job and you do your job very 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 well but what you're doing is not platforming there's a big difference you are actually providing a community service all right. There is a big difference because um, they will be able to say, they'll say something, you know, absolutely ridiculous and it doesn't go unanswered. Yes. Yes. Or. Whereas if they have a stage in an event center surrounded by people who want to listen to their hate, yeah. nobody's going to question yeah. them. Nobody's going rah, rah, <laughs> wherever James is. So, um, yeah, you are, and I will go to the wall any day for you, my friend, yes. uh, if anybody accuses you of platforming, because it's not, what, not it what it is. That's just people trying to sully you. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, so a little victory, because again, as we say, kids, there are more of us than there are of them. And um, also uh, with regard to, to uh, what's going on with Cryer Media, there's a GoFundMe. Uh, and people are contributing, and it's doing very well. And uh, I listened to the show, and I, I mentioned on it, um, maybe once this GoFundMe is over, because it's working kind of well, maybe mm -hmm. what we need to do here at the network is start another one afterwards, which would help us fund a Lincoln Project Midas Touch style initiative mm -hmm. so that we can start making more content of a different kind with a different objective. And I put my hand up and I said, um, I'm more than happy to spearhead. And there's been a couple of people that said in, 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 and one of the people who said in was Dean. Okay. So well, this is cool. keep your eyes peeled. And uh, also I might have an idea as to how um, Mr. Wallace, uh, without publishing his book, because we don't want any financial ill to come to him, might still be able to get the word out 
while not publishing. Yes, kids and cubs, Queen Beaver can sometimes be an evil queen. Queen. <laughs> I have a little Maleficent in me. But well, you know, like I said, the truth shall uh, set you free, and it's going to set a lot of people free and set other people into possibly an orange jumpsuit. But that's just my, just, you know, just asking questions. But I only use my evil powers for good. That's right. Well, it, you know, it, it's... Being pedantic when it comes to the law sometimes can be very helpful. Remember something here that's important, and... and it, it's been expressed in films and television shows and in novels, in reality, in life. In order to defeat evil, sometimes you must become evil. Mm -hmm. That is why the Devil's Brigade was founded. Mm -hmm. Elite commandos. Mm -hmm. Trust me when I say this, most of the rules in the Geneva Convention were written because of what Canadian soldiers did in World War One and World War Two. That's an undeniable truth. Mm -hmm. But they're like, those Canadians are nice. Yeah, but we, we have the Canada goose, the cobra chicken inside of every one of us. When we need to defend and defeat those who will bring harm to others, don't mess with us. We're nice and polite and we'll say sorry after we kill you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As evidenced by what we did in both world wars. Mm -hmm. And you talk to anybody who served with our troops in Afghanistan, Highly respected. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Bosnia was the same thing when we were maintaining peace. Exactly. We we're slow to anger, mm -hmm. but if you come looking for us and find us, you will have our undivided attention. Oh yes. Anyway. Yes. Stay tuned, kids. The party's about to begin. In the news. Um, yeah, got to get saucy. Oops, sorry about that bayonet there, buddy. <laughs> I could just imagine South Park. <laughs> sorry about the bayonet, buddy. I'm not your buddy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we have some Daniel Smith for you today. I remember I saw somebody in the chat going, oh, gee, I thought you were going to talk to Daniel today. And we didn't yesterday, but today we will. Uh, are, are we on, um short timeline again hard exit again okay so, so we won't yeah. be able to go in depth in it um but let's um she had a press conference a couple of days ago where she was talking about uh, uh, once again put trotting out her can't do attitude um we'll play this uh let's, let's be, play about the like the first four minutes and 50 seconds ish of it um mm -hmm. and uh we'll just talk after that about what happened after and maybe we'll show some clips later on uh, on another episode but Okay, here we go. Ottawa persists in trying to regulate and remake Alberta's electrical system from generation to transmission to distribution, which will make life more expensive for families and put the reliability of our grid at risk. And they're pushing ahead with their plan, even though Section 92A of the Constitution of Canada is clear that legislating and regulating the development of electricity falls within the jurisdiction of the provinces. Alberta's government is committed to protecting Albertans from federal overreach. That is why uh, this afternoon I intend to table a resolution in the chamber under the Alberta sovereignty within a United Canada Act. We developed this legislation to shield the province from federal intrusions, and we're using it now because the consequences of this particular overreach would be so severe. Alberta will bear the largest share of the expenses required to meet these absurd targets, and consumers and businesses will see their bills soar. If the federal government has its way, many people will be left without electricity that they can pay for on a power grid that will fall short or even fail in a typical Alberta winter or summer. We refuse to go along with this plan. Well, Albertans must have access to affordable and reliable power when and where they need it. It's a matter of health and safety and a matter of financial reality. No one should have to choose between paying their utility bills 
or buying needed groceries. But it's also a matter of law. As I mentioned earlier, the Constitution is clear. Electricity is a provincial responsibility. The federal government would do well to remember that. They have already lost two recent court battles in which their overreach into provincial jurisdiction was struck down by the courts. Ottawa's approach is also at odds with reality. Although Alberta leads the country in renewable investment, we still cannot use it for the majority of our electricity needs. For Albertans to have electricity they can count on, our province needs more baseload power from natural gas. Alberta does not have extensive hydroelectric resources that they enjoy in other provinces. We don't yet have nuclear as they do in Ontario, and that will take a lot of time and money to get there. Natural gas is the foundation of our electricity system in Alberta, and it will be for decades to come. If we don't have enough natural gas baseload power in the coming years, we will have brownouts and blackouts in the dead of winter and in the hottest days of summer, and electricity prices will be astronomical. It's simply too massive a risk for Albertans and Alberta businesses, and it's a risk that we are facing thanks to Ottawa. There's simply not enough natural gas projects coming on stream in Alberta, and the main reason we haven't received enough new applications for natural gas generation is because the federal government has created uncertainty through its proposed electricity regulations, the Impact Assessment Act, and other destructive federal policies. And even though they keep losing in court and in public opinion, it hasn't changed Ottawa's mind. And they continue to push for their net zero electricity grid by 2035. And power providers don't want to move ahead with investments when they can't be sure that there will be any returns. And they can't even be sure that they won't end up in jail. So Alberta's government must act. We can't put the stability of our electricity grid at risk. This is why we're introducing a resolution under the Alberta Sovereignty within the United Canada Act. Our resolution will ask the legislature for approval to take several actions over the coming months. It asks Cabinet to order all provincial entities to refrain from enforcing or complying with the proposed federal electricity regulations. This obviously doesn't include individuals or private corporations. The resolution asks the government to work with partners like the Alberta Electric System Operator, the Alberta Utilities Commission, industry indigenous communities and consumers to reform the electric grid with the goal to make electricity in this province more reliable and affordable. And the resolution also urges government to partner with industry and other stakeholders to study the feasibility of setting up an Alberta Crown Corporation to maintain and secure additional reliable, affordable electricity from natural gas if the clean electricity regulations continue to scare away private investors from doing it themselves. We believe in our private market and that Albertans have been well served by it. We will continue to promote private electricity generation distribution and retail. We will preserve the interests and value of the hundreds of billions of dollars of capital investment made by Alberta's electricity system by private generators, transmitters and distributors and enable continued competition and attraction of private investment into Alberta's electricity sector. However, we also know that Alberta's proposed electricity regulations, if they continue to move forward, would simply put too many Alberta homes and businesses at risk. We need to protect against that. A Crown Corporation, as a provincial entity, could be directed to disregard the proposed federal electricity regulations, if need be, and focus on ensuring we have sufficient electricity from natural gas added to Alberta's grid if private generators are unable to do so due to the risks proposed by the clean electricity regulations. I, 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 there's, there's a little uh, more in there. There's a little more in there. She's got four points to her plan. There's okay. Plan. Oh boy. Yeah. It just, I, I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know. Trust me. I've got, I've got this. <laughs> I'm going to put the link to the entire thing in the chat here for the kids who want to yeah. watch it later because it's about 40 minutes yeah. plus. So, okay, we'll go back to Can it. you play a little bit more, though? Yeah, absolutely. In addition, if the CERs threaten the ability of private generators to continue producing electricity at an existing power plant after 2035, a Crown Corporation could potentially purchase that power plant to maintain that power on the grid to keep the lights on in the province. And it could also partner with investors to de-risk and develop nuclear power and other emerging genera generation technologies in the province as we move towards carbon neutrality by 2050. 
These measures are not something that we want to do. They are a plan to counteract the absurd, illogical, unscientific, and unconstitutional interference in Alberta's electrical grid by a federal government that simply doesn't care what happens to our province so long as they have a good virtue signaling story to tell their leftist friends and special interests. Oh we my God. Much rather work with Ottawa on meaningful ways to reduce emissions while continuing to generate reliable, affordable electricity. That's better for all Albertans and Canadians. But we refuse to meekly accept actions which are so plainly destructive to Alberta's economy and to the very safety and security of Alberta citizens. We will do whatever we must to stand up and protect the people of this province. And I'll now invite Minister okay. Nathan Newdorf to say a okay. few words. Now, here, I want you to, before we go ahead, I just want you to play him because people said he looks tall. I want you to show, I want to show why he looks tall, first of all because you'll see when she gets behind him why that is. And then while he's speaking, we won't play a lot of them, but again, you know what I mentioned about her hands? Check her hands. Oh, she's going to start to do her. Okay. All right. Here we go. She Thank has you, to be Premier. taller. Good morning, yeah. everyone. Today's announcement is about standing up for Albertans. The clean electricity regulations as they are currently written cannot and will not be allowed to come into effect in this province. Okay. Ottawa has not yet backed down despite... Right. We can stop. She does it through the entire time. She's talking to the thumbs or she claps or like this. You know how Christopher Freeland, she's like, like this? But with her, that's, um, that's the passive-aggressive hands. When she's mm -hmm. really mad passive-aggressive or yeah like, you get a lot of that like this because if so, you're watching the show you often see me like this holding my hands like that like she does but they stay there unless i'm saying something but i'm not going i'm trying to wring your neck so that's all the aggression that she's got there mm -hmm. always watch her hands when they're not hidden from opponent they when she's lying when she's really comfortable in that ease she's like like this, but when she is mad, passive aggressive, or just lying through her teeth, her hands work overtime. That's her tell. Yeah. So, yes, your eyes roll. Oh my God. Lady Marlena. Again, another one doesn't go by an actual name. Um, yeah, that's right. Daniel Smith is not her name. Premier Kalidniki. Um, okay, there's so much BS there. Oh my God, let me get out the hip okay. leaders. But number one, what's happening here is, uh, first of all, there's no threat of jail. No. Fines, stuff like that happen. But unless you did something absolutely criminal, like no one goes to jail, those mining companies that do those things elsewhere and then you know they get sued over here, nobody ends up going to jail. Right. And they usually get ejected from their companies with a nice golden parachute along the way. So nobody's going to jail, but she's threatened. So, oh my God, people might go to jail for that. That's other BS. Now, um, she says that the federal the province has the authority to legislate and regulate electricity. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about legislating and el regulating electricity. We're talking about the emissions coming mm -hmm. from, which is completely within the federal government's purview. Yes, it yes. is. So we're not talking about regulating electricity here. So she's right off the rocker. She's talking, she's using this as the first thing that she's using the Alberta Sovereignty Act within a United Canada, blah, blah, blah thing. Because she had to back down. She had to rename that to say, no, 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 we're not separatists. Uh, and for the for it to be somewhat constitutional, I guess, some way. Um, yeah. She was asked by the reporters, um, why do you need the act to do this? Why do you need the act to establish a crown corporation? Why do you need an act to indemnify people? Because, for example, the public health officer is indemnified if they make mm -hmm. recommendations and happens not to turn out or something. So why do you need that? She doesn't. And at one point, they, one point, they just say, you know, it's like, are you just doing this to bring more attention to it? Like, yep. She's yeah. literally doing it for attention. 
The Alberta Sovereignty Act is not required for this whatsoever. Literally for attention. Um, <laughs> it's just mind-blowing when you think about yeah. it. Now, her favorite word is baseload. Mm -hmm. She says that in the press conference, well, Alberta doesn't have hydroelectric like Quebec does and doesn't have nuclear like Ontario does. And why is that? Well, hydroelectric, geographically, you don't have it. But mm -hmm. nuclear, yeah, it's because your province has done nothing over mm -hmm. the past because they relied upon their single resource for forty plus. Yeah. yeah. So the, the fact that you refuse to diversify your electricity grid over the last 40, 60 years is not the federal government's problem, and it doesn't entitle you to a pass to not do what you have to do. Now she says. Yeah, we'd like to have hydrogen one day. Jonathan, Jonathan Wilkinson, the natural resources minister, drives a hydrogen car, so certainly he's on board with that. Of course he is, because mm -hmm. they're telling you know, where 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 she, of course, goes after Stephen Gilbo again and completely tries to destroy him. And so journalists ask him, name something that you've done uh, that shows that you've been trying to work collaboratively with the federal government. And she mentions hydrogen. She mentions all this stuff, but nothing on this that she's tried to work. Right. So she's being completely uncooperative. Mm -hmm. uh, she's saying, we've said it's going to be done by 2050, not 2035. And we don't understand why the government is not working with us on that. The government said it's 2035 and not 2050. And they don't understand why you're not working with them on that. So it's like, we're prepared to work in good faith with the federal government. So long as the federal government does everything we want, when we want, how we want is not, we're prepared to work in good faith. That's her position. Okay. Then she's a toddler stamping her feet if I don't get my way. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and and she's basically like, you know, the, the three-year-old kid that you know packs a little bag and says, I'm running away from home now. Mm -hmm. I'm really gonna do it now. Okay. Uh, I'm going. See You're ya. really gonna miss me. No. All right. No, not no. Oh yes, I'll I will miss you, but Life goes on, right? Um, because you don't tell your child, I'm not going to miss you. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I wouldn't yeah. know. Um, I was when I, I was never one of those kids that said I'm running away. I never did that. I think I did that once, <laughs> and then I realized I really liked home. Um, so here's the thing. She basically is said that. She wants to create a national energy program. Yeah. Isn't that what, correct me if I'm wrong, but let's go back to 1978 when Petrofina became Petro-Canada under Prime Minister uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. And he developed a national energy program. And what did they say in Alberta? Let the bastards freeze in the east. So now they want a national energy program, mm -hmm. but they're all about freedom and capitalism, but they're going to socialize. I'm sorry, I'm very and confused. she was asked about that. Says, you're a libertarian. What are you doing nationalizing? Says, well, you have to understand, we're going to be this, we want to be a supplier of last resort, not first resort. So basically, here's the thing. Right? <laughs> the only supply, the only, the only electricity is natural gas. Mm -hmm. She only wants, she wants to increase baseload power, power, with only natural gas. So we get to 2035 and there's more baseload natural gas. You still haven't diversified. She says, oh, and then she says, you know, we'll do nuclear and hydrogen. But then she says, well, it's going to take some while to bring some nuclear regulations online. And later on, she seems to speak as if, well, there's no way that they would be completely developed and functional and online and ready in time to actually get into plant approved and built by 2035. So really, it's not an option then. And Hydrogen is not an option yet. So basically, it's we are going to keep on doing what we're doing exactly like we're doing now with no changes whatsoever until 2035. And then when 2535 comes along, we'll say, well, maybe we'll start looking at, well, she's going to be long gone by then, number one. Mm -hmm. So she's basically trying to insulate anybody from having to take any action. And then should, or say, should private industry determine that this is not affordable or not financially feasible for them, then we will swoop in 
and buy them, thus ensuring that nothing has to change after 2035 if she's going to indemnify everyone. Now, here's the other thing is she can't do that right now because there is no Crown Corporation, unlike mm -hmm. Saskatchewan, which has a Crown Corporation for electricity. So when Scott Moe said he's going to, you know, I do not collect the tax one. He actually can pass a law somewhat indemnifying them because it exists. The Crown Corporation she speaks of would have to be written, legislated, created, staffed. How long is that going to take? So she's really announcing nothing. No. Literally nothing. She didn't Maybe we can use her hot hair to, to power some... Uh... Yeah. Plants. She doesn't need the Sovereignty Act to do it. She doesn't yet have a Crown Corporation. This act is being invoked when there aren't even any federal laws in place. So, I mean, she, can't, she couldn't take it to court now even if she wanted to. Mm. Nobody is going to go to jail because there's no tradition for that whatsoever. But she's trying to prevent that. And She's making a case, she's making it such that, well, private companies, unless they want to still be in business in 2035, and what's going to be the business case then? Anyway, we don't have to make any changes whatsoever because then the federal, then the provincial government is going to come in and just swoop in and buy us. Now, somebody pointed out um, in other, some other provinces where there is that the case, well, things are about like 30% more expensive. Like, for example, they, they said Trans Mountain. The federal government bought it. And boom, right. the costs ballooned. Now there was COVID and all that kind of stuff. Well, aren't you just going to make it more expensive to bring that baseload power because it's not private corporations, which, according to conservative orthodoxy, do everything better and cheaper? Mm -hmm. And considering that she uh, just announced, well, not announced, but this was in April, that she has to spend $118 million to build one school? Private school, yeah, one. one. How much money is she going to buy all those things for? This is literally a plan to pay people way more than something is worth when it pretty much, well, I won't say becomes obsolete, but if they don't really do anything to really reduce the carbon, there's nowhere they're going to actually be able to sell their natural gas. Mm -hmm. And they keep on talking about China, but China, it was just like in the papers today, had like these big fields in the middle of nowhere where there's tons of solar being built. They're moving by... At the rate at which China, mm -hmm. right, COVID, we need a new hospital there. Boom. 15 days later, there's Two a weeks. hospital. Yeah. Yes. At the rate that China's doing it, really? You, you really think about by in 12 years from now? She's living in the past. To sell gas that doesn't meet nope. GHG emissions so that it can't be sold to Europe or any other country that would have some type of carbon regulation. So the only places that you'd be able to sell her plate or her gas are to the big dictatorships of the world. And the whole premise of this is to, well, gee, we don't need to get our oil from the dictators. If only we would just champion more Alberta gas. They don't see, here's the thing. They have no concept of bigger picture. Number one, they don't understand chaos theory and they don't even care. Because if they get paid today, who cares about tomorrow? That's literally their, their MO. Get paid today, piss on tomorrow. Except, you know, there's some of us who would like to have a planet to live on as we grow older. I plan on sticking around for at least another 50 years. 45 at the latest. I want to make it to 100. So if she burns the planet down with her ideology, and believe me, that's what her ideology is, because she just doesn't give a damn as long as she gets paid today. And why is she going so hard on natural gas when they had, they were leading the country in renewables? Yes. Well, here's the other thing, right? Oh my God, all this uncertainty that the federal government's available. Like, well, you're having other options. You can put more money into doing that faster, but no, she's put a stop on that. 
she's not taking initiative to make those other renewables part of the baseload equation. It's just, no, mm -hmm. it won't be enough. It will never be enough. So and how do we make sure it will never be enough? Let's put a moratorium in that uncertainty. The same damn thing she's accusing the federal government of doing, which they are not, because they are trying to provide security because the whole mm -hmm. world is going this way. And it's like, you're the petulant child that they need to drag in kicking and screaming in order for Canada as a nation to be able to present a face to the world of stability and predictability. And she's the one that just will not let that happen. And that's costing all of us, all of us. And despite her, as we mentioned yesterday on the show, I believe it was yesterday, maybe the day before, Canada is the number three nation in the world for tracking for an indirect investment. Imagine where we would be if we didn't have her sending those messages for an industry that's about 10% of our GDP. Imagine where we'd be. Mm -hmm. She's dead weight. She's dragging us down. Yeah. And everything that she says that she's against Crown Corporation, she literally announced a national energy program. And while all these past few days, they've been saying carbon capture and storage, it's just not there. It's just not there yet. Apparently yesterday, they were announcing their plan for tax credits for carbon capture and storage, mm -hmm. which they're patting themselves on the back. Oh, yes, look what we're doing. Uh, the federal credit is four times higher than the provincial one. So again, <laughs> you didn't build that. They are saying, oh, our methane regulations are great. Um, there's a report that just came that said that they missed their targets by 50%, but they're claiming they reached them. And you had Schultz, Rebecca Schultz, who was on the other side of her yesterday going, hey, we've like really cleaned up. Our, our emissions are down. Yeah, because the coal fire plants were limited thanks to Rachel Nodley. You didn't build that. Oh, and they, they, they want to go back and, and knock the top off a mountain to get the coal, right? Yeah, yeah. that thing, that project that we thought was dead, that Jason Kenney that yeah. Australian company is back again. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about that very briefly yesterday because I was like cramming stuff in. And the carbon capture and storage, while Brian Jean, while he was mentioning that, not only said, hey, we're going to do that for our gas, but hey, all the other rest of the world, if you want to send your carbon over here, we're happy to store it underground. But only so long as it's under places where indigenous people currently live without any consultation. So yeah, let's just store a whole bunch of carbon, which is some form of gas, under the earth someplace, and let's see what happens to how things grow or if things go boom or something like that. But it won't be where we live. And of course, well, since all of Alberta is Treaty 6, well. Well, Treaty 5, 6, it's a few different treaties, but yeah. For, yeah. But it's all... It's, it's, it's all, all treaty, treaty territory. territory, but let's put it under all the treaty territory. So it's none of it's our land. So we're fine to store all the worlds there. Like I said, let's start right under Cold Lake where there's an indigenous community. We'll, we'll start there. Let's not put it under Calgary or Edmonton. Let's just stuff it. Of course, and we don't know what happens when you stuff carbon underground for many years, just like nobody knew what was going to happen with fracking. If you pulled all that oil out, what would happen when you created all that blank space? Well, then... We found out, oh my God, instant sinkhole, more earthquakes. Wow. All the oil actually, you Funny know, that works out. contributed to the structural integrity of earth. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I know. All the damn time. <laughs> all the damn time. All the damn time. All right, kids. This was, was a quick one. A lot of information. Here's the uh, treaty map for those who are yeah, curious. Treaty 6 is is mid-Alberta. Mid treaty 8 is northern Alberta. Treaty 7 is southern. Treaty 4 and uh, Treaty 10 take up small portions of Alberta as well. You can see all of Western Canada, um, all of Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan. And most of northern Ontario. And a good chunk of northern Ontario, yes. Yeah. That's all treaty territory. 
So um, none of it is ours. That's right. None of it is ours. Like not even close. And we will lose in court every single time we try to claim it is. Every single time. For those who say, well, we'll just buy them off. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. First off, you have to go to the crown. The constitution needs to be written. Those things aren't happening. So they're they're lying to people because they, they know this. They know this. They don't. But they'll gin up and rage farm and lie to people's faces to say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to separate. We're going to... You can't do any of that. So basically, no plan to diversify. More gas. I swear that woman's got gas coursing through her veins rather than blood. It's just... And a crown corporation, and we're going to indemnify, we're going to counsel people to break the law, but she says, we're not going to counsel people to break the law. So then who's going to defy? Corporations don't do that. Individuals don't do that. And we don't have a corporation there to actually defy Ottawa. She literally announced nothing. Unbelievable. All right, Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do indeed, sir. All right, kids and cubs. That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you love listening to us because we loved making this for you. Remember, sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So please tell your peeps and poops all about us. Um, If you would like to make sure that you do not miss an episode, thanks to the Ray Girl, you do not have to. You just go to our pod page. That's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And there, when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, it will come directly to you. Also, if you would like to help us reach 500, we are so close. I, last time I checked, we were like, we, we hit 470 and then somebody left. We got 469. So but that was last 471, time I yeah. 471 now. 29 away. 29 away. So if you'd like to help us get to 500 first, where we can start uh, putting all those uh, additional features in action for ourselves, we would appreciate that very much. Like, share, subscribe makes us very happy. And if you would like to support us directly, uh, you can go to our coffee page. That's coffeeko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And that's where you can make your contribution to our tip jar our emergency hydration fund. And uh, that way we can uh, keep on bringing this wonderful product to you. Um, there's, oh yeah, because democracy is something that you do. Get your shots. Absolutely very important. Write those letters and make those donations uh, to the Red Cross. From the Beaver Lodge, this is, oh, and if you want to write to us, truenortheagerbeaver at gmail.com. So uh, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Kaopectate is your friend. (laughs) Also, one programming note. Um, For those of us who liked uh, our interview with director Jason Carmen talking about gold and delicious, um, Cardi Wong who is the lead in the movie, mm-hmm. has agreed to an interview with us. Oh, outstanding. So we'll be preparing that for you, kids. Working hard for you. Working hard for you. I wrote a lot of letters yesterday asking. And yes, kids, I did officially extend an invitation to Laura Babcock. And there's an invitation out to the president of the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress. And we wrote all the three other candidates for the Ontario leadership saying, hey, we still want to hear from you and hear about your experience. So... um Hopefully a lot of guests coming if they say yes. All right, Mr. Grizzly, roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind.
You have a history for us, Mr. Grizzly. Yes, I do. All right. This addresses a certain rage farming politician who's been trying to rage farm off of temporary foreign workers, mm-hmm. specifically Korean temporary foreign workers, mm-hmm. experts in their field. Watch this. Foreign workers. Well, these are these are just these are short-term jobs. The the money is going towards the production of 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 these jobs down the road. That's 2,500 permanent jobs, and also that battery plant was the linchpin for the auto assembly plant in Brampton and in Windsor. And I would say, get your facts right, and also be honest with people. Some of these programs are the very things that you created yourselves, and now this is coming home to roost. So, utilizing foreign workers. Well, these are. <laughs> I wonder who that was. I don't. I don't recognize her. The the, the face. Um, I'll see if I can. Uh, uh, Lana Payne, P A Y N E, Lana Payne. And she's from. Do we know? Oh, I think she's from Newfoundland. I. No, no. <laughs> I'm guessing that she's national president of Unifor. Okay. Oh, 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 sorry. Yes, yes. Uh, Kit Elaine says 244 days without nicotine. Way to go. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. All right. Kids, have a beautiful day. Oh, Mr. Grizzly, uh, ask Mademoiselle Fox to please send me an email. I have something for her. Okay. Will do. All right. Bye, See you. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.